Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast. Today we have a, a special one. Today's podcast is the Great Goldfish Designer Search. Wizards of the Coast has been intently listening to our entire podcast from uh, episode one, and they have declared us to be the most knowledgeable <laughs> podcast about Magic the Gathering. And they have asked us to design cards. I may we have made up that entire intro. Tooting our but, own horn. But today we are, we are going to take our hand at designing cards, and we're going to have you, the listeners and viewers, uh, vote on our cards. Uh, but before we get into the rules and how this will work, uh, let's introduce everyone. So I am the Codfather Richard, and with me, I have Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good to see you, Richard. We have the Asian Avenger, Krim. What's up, Krim? Yo, oh, what's up? I'm happy you're just running with the Codfather. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. And we have Tomer with healthy, luscious plants in the background. How are you doing, Tomer? Was there ever a doubt? Was there ever a doubt? They're not fake, by the way. That's all I'm going to say. All they needed was okay. you to leave for a few months to thrive. That's all it took. <laughs> so my parents can water them. <laughs> okay, so, so the way it will work... walk his plants. Yeah. ...is we have each designed two cards to pitch to Hasbro and you, esteemed viewers. Uh, so we will go over each card, we will discuss them as a group, and then you, the viewers, can vote on four categories. And the categories will be best flavor, best gameplay, will make Hasbro the most money, <laughs> and then best overall. That's the most important and one. to vote, uh, the voting links will be in the show notes, uh, So the, and the show notes will be linked in the YouTube channel, uh, in the YouTube comments, or in the um, podcast description if you're on Spotify or iTunes. Uh, and then you can vote there, and then we can see who gets the most fake internet points. And uh, so, yeah, so it'll be very interesting. And uh, if you haven't done so already, now would be a good time to tell you guys to make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, on Spotify, on iTunes, on, on every platform imaginable. It helps us out. And uh, yeah, so, so do that to make sure you're updated when we release a new episode. So with that out of the way... Let us get into the great designer search. So first up, I have a card. And uh, we're like five minutes into the podcast and we haven't talked about Marvel Snap. So here's my chance, guys. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap, as you know. Hey, and me as, too. As a consequence of that, uh, I've joined Krim in reading comic books. So I've been like actually reading a ton of comics uh, because I'm, you know, I'm just so into marvel now because of marvel snap it's like and it's one working. of the comics one of the first comics that was recommended to me that uh that was very epic that no one should miss if you're a fan of the uh the x-men is a uh, house of house m, of m. Whoa! and house of m m stands <laughs> for magnus who is magneto and uh it's set in an alternate universe a a universe beyond you may say <laughs> oh, where everyone has their desires fulfilled and in this case, uh, so Magneto's dream is for, for mutants to be, uh, the race in charge and to everyone, you know, everyone would respect mutants and humans are kind of the, the lower end of the scale and they're facing all the prejudice. Uh, so he is kind of king of this world. And, uh, the Scarlet Witch, Wanda, she's a plain Jane regular human with two kids. So her dream was simply to be a regular human. 
Now, uh, lots of stuff happens, but there's people that remember the old world and they're like, whoa, this is messed up. We got to like, we got to fix it. Uh, so they come and try to fix it. A big battle ensues. Some bad stuff happens. And then it turns out that the Scarlet Witch is not a regular human <laughs> in this world. What? She, she gets very upset. She snaps and she says, no more mutants. And boom, every mutant loses their power. So kind of like the Thanos snap, except you didn't have to collect Infinity Stones or anything. Everyone just wakes up. Their powers are gone. And I have encapsulated this moment in Magus of Magnus. So two in a white, three converted mana costs, two two, legendary creature human. Each other creature loses all abilities and has base power and toughness XX, where X is that creature's mana value. And of course, the flavor text is no more mutants. Now, it's a magus of humility. I'm yes. done with 2023 power creep. Okay, the problem with humility is twofold, right? One, it's kind of hard to get rid of because it's an enchantment. If uh, you're playing a, a color that can't get rid of enchantment, it's kind of hard. Wanda's just a regular human. You can Doom Blader to get rid of this. But the, the more important part is that everything is not a wet noodle when humility comes down. So if you have a six mana card, it's now a six six. It can still rumble. It just lost its abilities. So I think the biggest problem with humility is everything is a one one. You can't make any progress. But now if you played Honest Fair Magic and had like a regular mana curve, you could use those creatures to like actually accomplish things. Um, this kills tokens by accident. I didn't want them. I didn't want her to kill tokens, but uh, tokens aren't fair magic, so it's fine. Uh, yeah. So this is Magus of Humility. I think we need to remove basically Questing Beast. Uh, everything's a Questing <laughs> Beast in 2023 <laughs> Magic. So this lets you play with like vanilla creatures like Richard Garfield intended, right? Like a like a, a seven mana creature is typically like a six six or something. But now it's a seven seven with no abilities, right? So that's Magus of the Magnus. But wait, I did not just design a single card, guys. I designed an entire secret layer for you. So because this is comics, you have so much art to draw from. You can get an art germ variant. You can get a Peach Momoko variant. If you like your people 3D, you can get the Elizabeth Olsen MCU variant. And for you, Krim, I got Waifu Scarlet Witch anime version. Just First for you. First uh, Whoa, whoa, Say no whoa. more. Anime? Hold on. That's Say weird, less. dude. <laughs> if you go to Universes Beyond, you have so much great artwork to pull from, Right. This is guaranteed to sell everything, right? And uh, I had to do a lot of research looking at Scarlet Witch art on the internet. And let me tell you, there's a lot of art, a lot of art that we can't show on this podcast. <laughs> you can reprint this card into oblivion with any kind of art you want. Uh, so you can go full kid-friendly. You can go full extract money from all the lonely nerds. You can do anything you want. So... Magus of Magnus. What do you guys think? Is this... <laughs> would you play it's, a Magus of Humility? <laughs> I, I, I like it. 
I like it, but like, can can I just have your face on here on these cards, and then this way it just is no more reading instead of no more mutants. <laughs> no I love, more reading. Yes. I love that Richard. Richard is such. He's like, I'm tired of reading all yeah. the text on the new cards. So like, I just don't cards. want to read them. You no just. I've cards. seen all the cards. This is the least amount of text on all of our cards today. Oh, <laughs> I want oh, this card printed just so I can see the next Sheldon article on this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why yeah. must be. <laughs> so I, I, I think this card is like actually sick though. We've been needing a magus of a humility. That's an iconic like kind of like uh you know Does card in to... magic, right? So... Like you, th- why why wouldn't you want this? I think this is pretty cool, and it's only just a two two. Like blow it up, blow so, it up if you. Uh, does it have to be legendary? I think that's, that's what I was going to say. Why is it like, legendary? Magus has traditionally have not been legendary. This card in the 99, I think it does something really cool where it's shutting down all these abilities. This card coming out on turn three from the command zone again and again is a little bit less exciting to me. Like, so what, what was the thought process behind being legendary? Because it's, the Scarlet Witch. The flavors. <laughs> okay. That's true. Plus, we only Wait, make cards for no, Commander. But I, I see your point. They're having... So, so the first humility you remove, okay. But then it just comes back at five mana, <laughs> at seven mana. I can see how this can get tiresome very yeah, quickly. No, <laughs> but, okay. but we want fair magic, right? We just want creatures that do nothing, right? I'm, I, I'm I do, 100% I like sold. That. I'm 100% sold on it if it was not legendary. Because like none of the Maguses are legendary, for one. So that would be kind of fitting the theme of non-legendary creatures. And then secondly... I do think it would be a little bit annoying just to like kill it and then somebody casts it on for five mana and then you have to kill it yet again. Uh, but I don't know. I like this. I like this. There's a fixed humility. Like I like you said, the, the most annoying thing about humility is everything's a one one. So you can't actually progress the board. You can't attack and you can't really block properly because everything's just gonna die. So and then you're just stuck waiting for that removal. But now, okay, well. You're actually you're actually rewarded for playing bigger creature or more expensive creatures at the very least, which is kind of like what we want from Commander, right? Battlecruiser magic. So the Battlecruiser deck is actually going to get the most reward out of this. So I don't know. I think that's good. I think it's fun. It also opens up some interesting ways to build around it, too, like affinity threats. Like, you play your Thought Monitor for 7 mana, and it's going to be a 7-7 instead of a 2-2. So the way it's worded with the power and toughness is equal to mana value, I really like that aspect of it. I just wonder about legendary and if it should say non-token. I wonder if you should just say non-token creatures or this, or if that would, like, have problems with token copies of stuff. Your worm coil tokens get through. Your flying tokens get through. Yeah, but it wouldn't so be I, a true humility. I, I, I want to make all tokens like one power at least, but then that like doubles the text box. I'm like, I don't think it's worth it. I, I actually see a lot of problems that wizards designers like come up <laughs> with. Because you're like, well, to fix the case I want to fix, it requires me to like triple the text box, and like I don't want to do that. It's already long enough as is. But yeah, ideally tokens would just become one ones or something, <laughs> but. I don't want we, your flying tokens to survive this. They have to lose their abilities too, so we'll just we, kill them. It's fine. We might yeah. be a more. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I actually think that. Wait, hold on. Isn't this a flavor fail because it's legendary? Because Wanda just wants to be a normal human, not legendary. Well, so that's the castle. So, first, you're like first, you're like Scarlet. Isn't Scarlet red? Why is Wanda white? Well. First of all, she's not the wielder of chaos magic. She's a regular human here doing a benevolent, th- a benevolent thing, granting everyone's <laughs> wishes. You're like, why is she not a mutant? 
or a wizard or sorcerer because she's just a regular human in this. But I know, she all legendary. There's wizards. only one. There's not like ten Wandas. You can't. You can't make it not right. legendary. Well, but the thing is, in her eyes, she is just regular Wanda, right? So there could be other Wandas, right? Like she, when you think of it that way, wouldn't it just be creature human? She's just a regular oh, human. Can you put a name on a creature human that's not legendary? But it's oh. Magus of Magnus. Yeah, it doesn't even have a that's name. That's true. That would imply there's other Magus of Magnuses, which I don't know yes. about that. But also, but, every but single they're... Magus is a wizard, too. I feel yeah. like that's kind of part of that title. So, yep. I wonder... flavor-wise, uh. this being just human is better than it being a wizard. So... He- so like I mean, like, it doesn't have like to be that. a Magus in the That's first place. That's what I was going like, to say. Maybe the name it. is mm-hmm. wrong. And then, uh, because it it does, I know when they printed Magus of uh, the Below, whatever whatever the Bridge from Below one was <laughs> in Modern <laughs> Horizons, I hated that card because it didn't actually line up exactly with uh, yeah. the original Bridge from Below. So with the Magus name, I think that comes with some baggage where people expect it to be like an exact replica. So I could even see there being pushback of being like, well, humility makes things one one. This isn't a real Magus. It should make them one ones, which would obviously make the card way more miserable. But I wonder if the Magus name actually. The alliteration? The the alliteration is good. M O M, Scarlet Mommy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Come on. Multiverse <laughs> I, of Madness? Okay, I, I'm here. I think we also might need one more category, which is would Sheldon email wizards to tell them not to print this card? Yeah. And I think that, yes, think several like times a, yes. several times over, Sheldon is already typing out that email. What you, I'm also not this sure if like, a lot of people would magic, right? This brings back Battlecruiser magic. <laughs> it it does. Would, that, but... that is pretty cool. I actually like this for that exact reason. This is the most fair magic card I've ever seen in my life, and I love it. Because, I mean, yeah, like it, 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 if you play a four-mana threat, it, it, some of those, some things actually get better. Like Oracle of Maldaya is a four-four. Yeah. I think I think if you, it wasn't legendary, I would be a hundred percent on board with this. If it's legendary, I'm still on board with this. But I like I do, I could see it's being more like a kind of a Turgrid style thing where if you have it as a commander, it's kind of like kind of socially uh, unacceptable for most circles. But it's there and it's allowed. But I think it's not going to be very popular. Like I don't see myself actually playing this card ever personally. What? I would play the hell out of this. Card. I know Krim would play the card, obviously. This I know Krim would obviously. But like, I, I don't even play Drain Magistrate. Like, uh, and that card is absolute gas in Commander. I feel That's like so. This so, so what? One, one sneaky Richard side thing here is this is a super buff to Kithkin. So Kithkin oh, yes. are like five mana two twos. They're like horrendous, <laughs> right? but now they're five mana five fives on par with everyone else. And then you can use like. Anthem effects to pump them beyond everyone else's. So you can't use actual lords because the lords get turned off, but you can yeah. use like artifacts or enchantments to buff your creatures. So this is actually a very strong tribal card and uh, really helps Kithkin out. <laughs> really helps in birds. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I think this is a debuff. Yeah, but you're playing fledgling osprey, which birds. doesn't even have flying, so <laughs> and they, it's yeah, a buff for fledgling Toski, though, no Toski, yeah, no, no birds, favorite birds. <laughs> no Toski, no, no, no. Oh, Biden Assassin worry wait, though. No reinforce. <laughs> Toski becomes a four four. But loses so ability. But it loses the card draw. Yeah. No, but it's strictly more. It's like actually more powerful. I don't know It literally right. has more power for right. yeah. <laughs> Then we have to go to the so next that, card. That's Magus of Magnus. Yeah. Next up, Seth, what do you have for us? 
All right, so I decided uh, if I get to design some cards, I'm going to try to solve some of Commander's, some of Commander's problems. So my first card... <laughs> is trying to solve maybe the biggest problem in Commander, which is, we've talked about this many times before, green ramp is just so much stronger than everything else. And as a result, green is the most heavily played color. Uh, green ramp is really strong because it's kind of taboo to blow up your opponent's land. So green gets ramp, like Nature's Lore and Cultivate and Explosive Vegetation and a ton of other options that add lands to the battlefield when everyone else, every other color, has to use Mana Rocks, which means a Farewell or a Vandal Blast and everything falls apart super super quickly and one thing we know about commander players is they really don't like having their game plan disrupted like cards that make your deck not do its thing kind of like magus mm -hmm. of the magus are very <laughs> unpopular with those players but if you play cards that benefit your own deck in some way people are kind of fine with that so as i went about trying to solve this problem of green ramp i didn't want to make like an opposition agent that's just like keeping people from playing their deck and wizards has made a couple of attempts at fixing this problem maybe most notably was confounding conundrum the blue enchantment that punishes people for playing an extra land, you got to bounce a, a land back to your hand, but none of them actually ended up being all that good or all that fun. So what I came up with is a card called Deforestation Axe. So uh, Richard, if you want to pop that up for everyone to see. So uh, Deforestation mm -hmm. Axe, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute, but let's just first uh, first read this card. It's a two mana equipment. It costs two to equip and it has two abilities. Ability number one is just a static ability. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under an opponent control from anywhere but that player's hand, you get to draw a card and make a treasure token. And then it has an ability that helps the equipped creature. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you get to search that player's library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped under target player's control, and then the land's owner shuffles. So whoever you stole the land from has to shuffle the deck. So this is kind of a card in, in two parts almost. Think of it a little bit like a Shadow Sphere. So you have the first ability is just a static ability. It doesn't have to be equipped to a creature or anything to work. So it's a two-mana artifact that essentially says... If your opponent casts a Rampant Growth, you get to draw a card and make a treasure token because they're having a land come into play from their library, not from their hand, or a Explosive Vegetation. Any of those green ramp spells are essentially giving you a, a, a Lotus Petal, a temporary bit of mana, and a card draw. So that's going to punish the players who are ramping aggressively with their green deck. Also, a little extra upside is it hits on fetch land, so it maybe helps budget players fight against people with uh, fetch land mana bases. And then the second ability, this is probably my favorite part of the card. Once you equip this and you hit your opponent, you essentially are a sort of the Animist or a sort of Hearth and Home where you're getting to ramp every turn, but it has a ton of flexibility here. You're stealing the card from your opponent's deck, and then you get to choose who gets it, so you can give a land to a mana screwed crim and try to get some you know, political favors out of it. You also get to control what benefit you get. Because if you put the land into play under someone else's control, you're going to trigger the static ability and you get to draw a card and get a treasure token. So essentially when you hit, you either get to draw a card and make a treasure or you get to get a land. And I think this flexibility is really the big selling point of this card. I wanted to make a card that would work in any deck. So if you're playing a control deck and you don't have any creatures, much like Shadow Sphere, you can just play this for its first ability and punish people who ramp, but it's going to be better if you can equip it. And if you can equip it, you can play it in theft decks where it's going to be on theme with stealing your opponent's cards. You can use it politically in like a group hug deck, which is pretty cool. Uh, decide who's getting lands. So all around, 
essentially, I think this is my attempt to fix what is probably Commander's biggest issue, and I think this would probably be a pretty uh, chase card that would probably make Hasbro a lot of money, too. So, that is Deforestation Axe. What do y'all think? This is great. It's like it's like you and Richard just like... I. I, I don't know. Do do, do y'all just like <laughs> like you're making cards that I like? Yeah. <laughs> why 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 are you deforesting? Like, like, yeah. Are you selling to me or are you selling to everyone at home? Because if you're selling to me, I'm buying. Like I want I want this card. They're like they're like also I'm like 99 percent sure. I thought this artwork was just literally like Seth at home. Like this is what yeah. I do when you're yeah, not. Basically, like, yeah. Like this is not an artwork from somewhere. This is just a photo of Seth's it's, lower half when my he's legs, not yeah. making content. Yeah. Like, this actually just looks in like, the wilderness of New York. What you do. Yep. So, yeah. I like, <laughs> I, this card is sick, right? I love this card. And it's a cheap enough equipment that comes down early enough to like combat with all the nonsense of the ramping. Uh literally like that. And uh like it's it's just exactly what I would want, right? And it does do what you want it to do. It doesn't necessarily disrupt the player casting the, the Kodama's Reach's game plan, but it but it also just helps reward you whenever they do anything, right? So it's like a punish, but not really a punish. It's more of just like you're helping – they're helping you stay up to like up to speed. And then the second one, I mean, I like that it just lets you look for a basic land so I can't just go be – like go grab your Phyrexian uh, tower or something like that. You know, you know Urborg mm-hmm. and, and Cabal, th- like you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So pretty solid. Don't know how I feel – about it not adding any power uh, at all, like Seth, come on, just give me like plus one, plus zero. <laughs> I just ran out of like a better sort of animus at that point. <laughs> yeah, just, and I also didn't want to streak upgrade over some cards that already exist. So, I uh, I like this card a lot. I think it's very clever, and I love, I especially love the equipped combat trigger because I do love the political implication of it, where you can help an opponent, but you're also helping yourself at the same time, and that's really cool to me. My main fear of this is it seems too strong for like two yeah. mana colors that effect. It comes back, it comes on early, which is great because you know you want to catch those rampant growth and stuff. And there's vibes like Archivist of Ogma, for example, is very similar. Or the other two one, the, the Deep Gnome Terramancer is also a two drop that is also going to ramp you uh, with this similar effect off a similar trigger. The fact that it draws you a card and creates a treasure token both for two mana without even the equip, and then the equip cost is just two, so it's very much like, it feels like a better Sword of the Animist already there as well. It's just, it feels like it's just too much, personally, for, for the cost. I feel like either the, 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 the cost has to be tweaked, or it shouldn't draw a card and create a treasure token. I feel like maybe just draw a card and not have a treasure, and then that would I would I would give it a thumbs up. Right now, it feels like you just would put it in every... Because if it triggers off fetch lands. Like, everybody's yeah. going to be... It's going to be triggering so much. It's going to be triggering off so much, and it goes into any deck. So it would be basically... I would expect it to be played as much as an Arcane Signet, it, but it would also be like fifty dollars. So, so too yeah. too much of a too powerful, too much of a stable. So too you powerful if, and goes in every deck. So so if it removed like the treasure, do you think that's a fair power level, or would that still be too strong? I would say it would be very strong, and I would probably run it in most decks. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be just like oh, I have to put this in every deck. What if you remove the draw and just still made the treasure? I think it would be Still worse, but I would that would be weaker, right? Out of those two, if you, I think so. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, wait, 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 way too strong. Like, yeah. it's auto include. Even with the the nerf that Tomer just suggested, it would still be too strong. It's you put yeah. it in literally every deck because it triggers off fetch lands. 
Uh, I would actually fix it by making that static an activated ability. Like maybe one or two mana so that you don't get that for free and you actually need to activate it. But just like two mana, it's like a two mana archivist or something, right? With the upside of just being a random swirly animist. Uh, it's slightly different because I think animus you don't need a hit right like if as long as you attack you start yeah ramping. yeah so this one you actually need to hit and then I also think it's plus one plus one but yeah no, when no person, power tough yeah when, when the person dies you lose all your lands so that yes. that's a downside and then you're also not fixing your own mana like if you're color screwed or something like <clears throat> chances are you can right. hit the person with the color but Maybe you're playing against Richard and Seth, who bought zero <laughs> basics. And this yeah. Is not yeah. Useful, Seth, right? Seth did so. build this, so it's Seth's proof. I don't have to play so. basics. Yeah, that, that was part <laughs> of the like, plan. If you remove the Animus part and just made it two me. mana, that static ability, I, that would still be auto-included in like every deck. Like, it's that strong, I think. I think you got to <sighs> put some mana on it to activate it, I think. But I think we need something like Shadow strong. Spears one uh, to activate. Like maybe yeah. one would fix it. Or I don't think this disincentivizes this... other people from playing these cards. It just makes it that you need to run it as well. That's I, I think that's the problem. It's not like it doesn't. I don't want to punish people for casting Rampant Growth. Let me just say that flat I do. out. I, I don't. I, like, it's too, it's too ingrained you're just, in the game. You're, you're benefiting. You're, not you're just benefiting from it a lot. So I just imagine everybody's just going to continue running Rampant Growth and they're just going to run the axe as well. So, but I, I, I personally think it would be fine if you just took off the treasure token. Personally, but can you take I, your lands back? Do do any like homeward path and the other thing? Do any? There's of them like brands. There's a couple yeah. cards. Yes. Homeward no. path does, but it's not very creatures. playable. It's only creatures. Yeah, Wait, yeah it's I, very I think unlikely. this card has to be as powerful as it is, though, because because green I, I is powerful. Where, <laughs> yeah, like like, but like in all seriousness, to be with how much ramping there is, I think this does have to keep help you keep up, though, right? Like in resources to like stay up to speed with the rest of the t- green players, right? But the green so, player just runs this too, right? Like, yeah, everybody sure. just runs this. So, so rampant growth or you know like really like far seek and stuff are mandatory in green decks. But when you make this, it's like mandatory in every deck now, right? Like, well, is it like an this. auto include? If you're not against green, not? though, is it very good? Like, I Actually, feel like... Well, A, it's a Sword of the Animus. You should definitely be playing Sword yeah. like, you, you ramp yourself, right? Like, just ignore the passive. So if you That's... ignore the passive, you would still play this, right? Because we have three... So we have two swords, the new sword, Hearth and Home, and Sword of the Animus, right? If you want to ramp outside of green and white, you need to play this, right? And then you get the passive as well, so... It's definitely the this worst. This is auto included in every deck, right? It's definitely the worst sort of the animist without the static ability, like for for a bunch mm-hmm. of reasons. Like it doesn't fix your colors, yeah. it doesn't boost yeah. power. There's no Esther upside, so I think it's worse without the static. But yeah, maybe maybe it's a bit too much. If it if but, if you lost a static, I would or the triggered ability or the the static ability, I would I would have to switch from like basic land to any lands, and then it would be like very powerful still. It'd be insanely broken. I know. <laughs> but, then you're yeah, your without it, it would just be a bad sort of animus. Yeah. I take your field of yeah. the dead. But without without it, then it's just a bad sort of animus because you're yeah. not even get, you're not even guaranteed a basic land that you want, right? Like if there's a blue player and you hit the blue player and you're like Selesnia, then you don't really want their island. Do you want, you'd much prefer a forest or plains? But also your lands go away when that person dies. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, issue, it's much right? like it's you, much you have worse. to keep they're like your blood bag. You got to keep them alive now to make <laughs> yeah. sure you keep your lands, right? So yeah, yeah, I think you need some version of the static, but probably How? either just draw a card or just create a treasure token. I think creating a treasure token is going to be the safer of options. 
That would definitely be safe. Would it it be powerful enough would just make a treasure token? Like, would people still play it? I mean, I I run a lot of Archivist of of Ogma and Terramancer, and those are better cards, but they're also white cards. So if it's colorless, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I would say I would say just run to draw, and then if it's too oppressive, just ban it. (laughs) (laughs) Someone asked Sheldon. (laughs) We should tell Watson. This is not anyone's game plan. It It doesn't hurt anyone's game plan. It just speeds your deck up, so it's it's fine. But it's adding yeah. another soul ring to the format. That's so, yeah, uh, that's, but Sheldon loves soul ring, so that's, that's true. Not a... I don't know about the flavor. I don't know about in twenty twenty three we should be pushing deforestation. Yeah. Like maybe, like, maybe we change the flavor a little Too bit. Soon. Like, we're not deforesting anything. We're we're planting renewable trees somewhere or something. Like all right, PP. I mean, you're not cutting. Uh, yeah, flavor wise, you're not actually cutting down any trees. So it's not like you're, you're shutting no, you're, the the, you're, the green. You're back. running into someone else's forest and taking their trees. And chopping yeah, <laughs> Oh, I, I, yeah, I think that's kind of what though? you're doing. Like, that's an attack, the, the combat trigger, yeah. I mean, it's, it's oh, not Oh, that saying. part is, yeah, the, that, that part is, yes. Okay, I'm thinking of the passive. Like, the passive isn't like a deforestation axe, right? Like, the passive war so is just like, I don't know, you're you're just getting money. That's the that's the treasure you get from the tree that you cut, <laughs> that you cut down. Oh, you get resources okay. and, and gold. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. We're going to need to rebrand this one to be more in line with Wizards. Forest, uh, global X. climate. Forest, yeah, it's probably closer to a Forestation X because you're giving somebody a land. That's true. You're yeah, yeah, giving yeah. people forests. Yeah, it could, could I just, re- re- I just want the, the what's the, the, the from the Dr. Seuss the, the one slur or whatever the yeah. Lorax yeah, yeah. yeah but it's like the one slur or something was the one the, he was deforesting so I can imagine he's like wielding the axe or something that'll that'll be part of my secret layer drop we'll do a Lorax yeah. version of this yeah, yeah <laughs> alright Krim what do you have for us alright so when, when I made this card uh a, I didn't know we were uh, trying to sell the card. So, like, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> um, like to to wizards. But hey, uh, so you know, talking about green running away with games, ramping too hard, all that stuff. Tutoring is just so annoying, isn't it? Like, it's a singleton <laughs> format. So why not oh, keep boy. it a singleton format, Richard? Show him that wall of text real quick. <laughs> oh, my God. Tuition fees, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'll read it to you. Two, blue-black, enchantment, flash. If an opponent would search their library, instead they skip that search or pay six life, 12 life, or have their life total become one. If they paid six life, that player searches the top four cards of their library, you draw a card. If they paid 12 life, they search the top eight cards of their library, you draw two cards. If they had their life total become one, they search their library, you draw two cards. And the artwork is, of course, Anya Forger because it's an adorable anime and I love it. And her her facial expressions are exactly how I'm going to feel or the caster is going to feel when someone searches. This is the face I make when I opposition agent anybody. And so- when, like. This is the perfect facial expression when you play this card against anybody. If you want to make a spy family like like <laughs> secret layer, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But yeah, this card is really just here to stop a big problem that I find in Commander, and is that yo tutoring all the time, all the time. And I want to punish you for doing it. I I'm sorry, Tomer can be nice. I don't want to punish. You. I want to punish you. <laughs> like 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 I am going to punish you with this card. So. 
I actually think this card's fine. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the, the way I read this card is it's a four mana stifle or counter the next search you do. Because I'm not, I'm not going to pay any amount of life and give you that many, unless I'm going to go for the win, right? So right, right. this just reads yeah. to me, uh, you can't, opponents can't search your libraries, and it's at instant well, they speed. Could. It's it's mind like orb essentially. It's mind like yeah. orb I mean, with flash. No, no, it's opponents. Mind like orb is all players. This is oh, this okay. Is, hmm. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's a flash, so it's going to get somebody one time. But like, yeah, and if you really want to, I don't see why you would pay six or tw- uh, like you. Could, I guess you could if you're trying to search for like a basic or something. You yeah, have a lot of basics. I don't, or I, 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 I didn't want to fully hate out fetch but lands. I, I, you know, like Tomer players, you know, who love basics, right? Nah. Maybe they have the fetch <laughs> land. <laughs> I just see this as like, you can't the... search your library. That's basically what I see it as. <laughs> yeah, essentially, I, I with Tomer, a lot more text. Think... Uh, this Whoa. is funny because I know Krim added so much text to try to make this good, but I think this card is unplayable. <laughs> it's like yes, it's it's, it's, it's four mana. You don't search anymore. Draw a card. Essentially, I think it's right? a worse opposition search, agent. You're probably dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like, opposition can... agents at three, so it's easier to get somebody with it. You get the right. card immediately. Yeah. Like they don't get an option to say no. You just get their card, so they don't search your library, and you get to search your library and get something for free. And then they just can't search your libraries until you get rid of the opposition agent. This I, is I hard to get rid of. Krim was too nice. You should just roll a die. Yeah. Right, and if it's like one to two, they 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 have they lose six life and search the top four. If it's like two to four, they lose twelve life, search the the whatever, and then like you basically Rest force them into him. one of these and like obnixilis them. I mean, <laughs> can you can you really uh, can you really make a demure twelve damage burn spell? That feels weird. Uh, I will actually. It's, I want, it's it is well, they did it, it to themselves. Sense. Well, I mean with themselves. I mean yeah, with Richards. Yeah. So with Richards they, they mandatory. You don't give it flash. Okay, you don't give it, don't give yeah. it flash and you just put it down and then it's like Obnixilis. Like if you okay. want to search. Yeah. But then uh but then no one ever searches and you just mind lock door. If you can't flash it in, no one's but gonna no one's gonna search here. You're just gonna <sighs> get them once. You're right? only and yeah, then... same with opposition agent. You only get them yeah. once. Unless you have like a forced search thing, which I don't like. Anyway. Well, unless people just don't read the card and search. Into no, it. but yeah, I guess you, can, you can force <laughs> them to search, settle. right? Like Wishclaw, Talisman, uh, or whatever. Like, there's a couple of things ooh, that... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Field do. of Ruin Would, or whatever, yeah. Field of Ruin, yeah. Would this have been busted at three? Because I was like, there's no way this could be three mana. I think it's... I I just think it's a worse opposition issue. I think you can make it two mana. At three two mana? mana. Oh, I mean, like, really? like I, I, I want an opposition agent effect at almost all parts of the curve. No, but it's also an enchantment. It's just it's very difficult for certain decks to to deal with. Like if you're in a black deck, you have like yeah. feed the swarm, but you can't even tutor up your. The problem with opposition agent, I find, is that the fact that it shuts off potential answers to the, the creature. Like, oh, you're going to tutor yeah. up your removal spell? You can't. So you have to sit there until until you can find it. So that's the same problem with tutoring. I would put this at three. I think this is at three, and it's fine. And I would I ignore also... most of the text, honestly. <laughs> like. <laughs> I also wonder if it should be symmetrical. Like, if oh, we no. really hate tutoring, shouldn't we also not be able to tutor? Or aren't we being a little hypocritical over there in Demir Land if, uh, if we get <laughs> to tutor? Do you see the art on that? Do you see the art on that? <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I want you to know. The art says it all right there. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is this was meant to kind of like pretty much like you said, just say, don't search. If yeah. you do, that's great. I'm going to benefit from it. 
and you can go search for the exact card you want, but your life total is one. And it's just enough so that you aren't dead, so you can maybe go do something with it. I don't know. I, it's just it, here to... The, oh. It, what about, like, repaying kind or, like... What about repaying kind or some of those things? Is there any way the ability to set yourself to one is a problem that would make this card like a broken combo piece? It could. But I it's mean, only opponents. If, if, but it's, yeah, only it's only opponent. an opponent. Yeah, right. I guess that's... Hmm. So, yeah. if your opponent's playing you repaying kind, I guess then, that's, then true. that's hilarious. There is... Mindlock Orb is just four mana. You're, you, no one can search, I think. No like, one can players search. can't search yeah. their library. There's a... There's already a way better one from a decade ago, though. Stranglehold is also a four-mana yeah, red enchantment. Opponents can't search your library, so you can still search, but your opponents can't. And it also but, shuts off extra turn spells as, like, an extra bonus. And that card, also, you don't really see that much either. So, I think... Yeah. Flash is a I think, huge upside, because, like, opposition aging, you're pretty much guaranteed to get someone once. You get somebody I, once? I feel you need to get the card it. they were going to take. Like, drawing a card isn't good enough. Like, you need to be able to search their library and take the card. I still want to run this either. Then it's literally just Opposition Agent. I I don't know if I would want more of these cards to exist, but I do think if they are going to exist, it could be three mana, especially being two colors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe Jakar Seth pay the six life. For I, mean, I, I was I feel worried. No, would you ever pay six? Like no, because I still get even mind censored, right? Well, like, you probably still win. Yeah, you yeah, still like, win. I, uh, yeah, you just pay one or nothing, right? Like <laughs> one or nothing. Yeah, I don't think there's, and I wonder, like, hmm, I wonder <laughs> exactly. if there's a way to make those options happen more often. Because I think the that's the most interesting element. part of the card. <laughs> yeah, you got to actually you, make it happen. I mean, but you it, could just. What if you like let just let them tutor, but if they tutor, you draw two cards. I Isn't mean, fine? so whenever your opponent searches their library, you draw two cards. That's yeah, not I, enough. That's not enough. That's not enough. Wait, just like in general, like just like in general, just hey, whenever you search, like I yeah, you can search your library. I'm going to draw two I, cards each time. Oh, every every time, you every time they, uh, an opponent yeah, searches their library, you draw it's like two consec- cards. Consecrated Sphinx for shuffling <laughs> for but, tutors. But then, but I also want to hurt them, so they need to lose uh. health. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's why you, you use those cards sure. to deploy threats on the board. They lose three <laughs> life, and they lose three life, and you draw. Yeah, they lose two life, and you draw two cards or something like that. I mean, I essentially thought of it as like greatness at any cost, right? So if you want to hmm. win, go get the card you want, but you're at uh, one, right? Yeah. So. Like I took that 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 text and I put it to card right, or I could, and of course you know when you want to tutor things and the price of knowledge right, essentially is that not the card itself uh, is and it's perfect because this could be like with Anya it could be a Strixhaven thing you know a Strixhaven two card so it could go in there and it's tuition fees which is perfect for tutoring so I don't know I I I did I was worried that like it being three mana was too broken. I mean, it's annoying, but it's annoying at <laughs> four mana, too. So the annoyingness is going to be there regardless of the cost. Yes! Okay, yeah. cool. I, have I mean, a three mana opposition agent exists already. Ashiok exists already. So we already but have a- these but, effects. But Ashiok just straight up stops them. This is... Yeah. See, I, I think the thing here is there are tons of ways to just straight up nicer. stop things. But this is like, yo, it's like a... It, this is flavorful. This is like flashy mm-hmm. and it's like annoying and it's like very... Just, I don't know, it's not as boring as you can't search. Yeah, I, was, I think it's it, printable it, at three then, for sure. Like, I think four is, is too safe. Okay, cool. 
I wonder if the first two modes are even necessary. Like, I wonder if it's like you can't search or go to one and search. Because I, I think the it's only just thing I wonder people. is, <laughs> I just wonder if anyone will ever do that. Would you guys ever pay uh, six or twelve to this? I feel like I would never, no. ever, ever choose those options. Like zero percent of the time. You have to know the top of your library. Like you Me? Have okay, a so if you have a sense of divining top, or yeah. okay, yeah, scroll rack. I guess that makes sense. So there are scenarios. I was just wondering if. If no one would ever choose it, is it necessary to be there? But I guess there are times when it it could be worth it. Very narrow circumstances, but it is it's a cool also design. designed in a way where because like I like you know how I told you I like like lethal vapors and like mini games within the game. Mm-hmm. This kind of like gives you that option. Like if you want, you can try to fl- <laughs> you like, can risk it and hope for you the can best. Risk yeah. it, see if you hit it, and and I think it's funny if you try. That, so like that is yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. That is a cool, yeah. The design is this cool is for sure. Clearly de- designed for Commander, by the way. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I really if like the idea of it. I really like the idea of giving your opponents the option of doing something, like t- like also incentivizing for them. Like you can you can do this. You're allowed, but it's going to it's it adds an, a, a lot of risk to it. So I like that. I like where the the idea of this card is, and I would I would actually want to see more variants of this style of. Here's I'm giving my opponents option. They can do what they want, but there's an inherent risk, or or there's like this big big cost associated to it, which feels very black. And um, yeah, I like that a lot. All right, I want to see more. So that <laughs> is tuition fees from Krim Tomer. What do you have for us? All right, I want to do a couple of things. I want to make a lot of people happy with this first card. This is my safe card. And first and foremost, I want to make Wizards of the Coast a lot of money. So, Daddy Hasbro, if you're listening right now, uh, tune in. So, what are the most Hashtag popular... Not sponsored, by the way. No, I wish I was. I wish I had a holiday card. Didn't get one of those, but maybe, yeah, maybe next... either. Maybe next Christmas. Either. Maybe next Christmas, because of this idea, once they print it, I'll get a freaking first holiday card. But anyway... What are the most popular uh, tribes in Commander? What are the most popular card types? Dragons? Obviously. Uh, demons? Yeah, of course. People love demons. Zombies? People love zombies. But you know what people love almost more than everything else? Angels. People love angels. Every single time you hear a new player joining the game and you show them what card types there are, the most iconic creatures in the game... It's angels that are always on the top. Sarah Angel, one of the most uh, iconic cards alongside the Shivan Dragon and everything. So why is it in 2023 that there are only angel commanders out there all mono white? Angels are throughout all the colors of magic. And yet, most recently, we got Giada, which is a mono white two drop in commander. And she's very good for leading angels. She ramps them out and angels are a very expensive tribe. But she's just mono white, and you see angels in all other colors. So why don't we have a commander that can run all the all the angels, just, which is what people want to see. And the other thing people want to see is they want to see big, iconic lore creatures show up as a legendary card. Everybody always asks, like, where's the next Felden card? Where's the next thing? If, you're, if you show up in a quote on some card, they want to see that legendary creature. So I'm going to do all those things. I'm going to give you a five-color angel, and it's going to be a 
crowd pleaser. It's going to look amazing to new players, and it's going to be it's going to look more powerful than it actually is because it's going to kind of be a little bit clunky, and that's kind of the the trick here. You want you want to tantalize people with stuff that looks incredibly powerful, but then plays a little bit worse than it really is, and you want to give the Forthos people those 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 sweet things. So, Richard, bring up the card. We got Asha Guardian Reborn. So. Asha Guardian Reborn. Uh, Asha is a major lore character in uh, the Alara plane. She was the protector, uh, the protector of the entire plane of Alara pre-Sundering. She gave her life to destroy, or not destroy, to imprison uh, a demon, a demon dragon called Malfagor, who was put in an area that was going to later be known as Grixis when the uh, uh, when the Sundering happened and Alara split into various shards. So Malfagor was over there. Even to this day, she was a leader of she was a leader of the angels who protected in all the realms of Alara, or the one realm of Alara before it was sundered. And she was basically the head honcho of all the angels of the plane. Later on, the prayer of Asha became a big recitation for all the followers of Asha in like Bant, uh, which is where all the angels ended up ended up, ended up congregating and everything. So boom, we have a major lore character coming back. After the sundering, after all the uh, the maelstrom happens and all the planes of Alara come back together, all this font of, of energy comes and it reborn, it rebirths uh, the guardian of the plane, Asha Guardian Reborn. So Vorthos characters, boom, you got it. Then it's a five color angel, so you can put all your angels in there. You don't have to think about it. You just put in your angels. It's a crowd pleaser. Everybody loves angels. What does it do? It's a, f- a five color, five five flying lifelink ward two angel. And at the beginning of each end step, if you gain four more life this turn, you may cast an angel spell from your hand or graveyard without paying its mana cost. This is a co- callback to another five color angel from Alara, which is Maelstrom Archangel. It's a five. It's a five mana five five flying. Uh, angel that says when it ever deals combat damage, you get to cast a any spell from your hand for free. This is going to be a 2023 version of that, and it's going to be focused on angels. You can't cast any spell, but you can you can cast any angel spell, and you have to gain four more life, so you don't actually necessarily have to hit with Asha. If you do hit with Asha, you've already gained five life, so you can activate that ability, and you can get it from the graveyard too, because it's restricted to angels only. Uh, the other thing I liked about it is the the four life is actually uh, a cho- a choice to kind of do a callback to other uh, cards that do similar things. Angelic Accord is a four mana enchantment that says whenever you gain life at your end step, you can make a four four angel. And there's also Bishop of Wings. Whenever an angel enters the battlefield, you gain exactly four life. So there's there's synergies over here, other ways to trigger it. Now the cool thing is. Basically, you could trigger her on your turn pretty easily if you just hit with a lifelink angel. Angels are all about lifelink. But there is the option of maybe triggering it on other opponents' turns. That's actually really hard to do. You're going to have to have like three card combinations to gain four or more life on each opponent's turn. But it is possible. And the possibilities <laughs> are what makes it makes it very interesting. Stuff like Angelic Chorus and flashing in angels will allow it to happen. So there you go. Asha Guardian Reborn, five color legendary angel for all your angel decks. Crowd pleaser extraordinaire, gonna give Hasbro all the money. If you wanna hit that triple profit margins, this is the way you do it, Hasbro. This is the way you do it. All right, what do you think? I really like I, this card. I think it's actually fairly balanced. I would remove lifelink though. I I don't like the what? fact that Asha really? must trigger herself. But what? Then, like this, it's like too like it's 
I you mean, don't need to do anything, right? You just play Asha, you attack someone, you have free angels, right? Like, at least if you remove the lifelink, you need to find other ways to gain life. And I think that makes, you know, it makes the ability to play free angels every turn, like, not as oppressive. You need a life gain engine, right? But here, mm-hmm. you just hit someone, and then you just, like, dump it in Avacyn or something. For, like, like, there's no setup, right? It just kind of does everything. So <laughs> I would remove lifelink, and then I think the card is perfect. But doesn't I, Milsom I Archangel like already lifelink. does that? I right? like the lifelink. If anything, I'd remove the ward. Yeah, I, I added ward late, and I was thinking like because it doesn't because it doesn't have haste or anything, it doesn't get that immediate value. You have to wait. You have to do some. You have to do something that. else. Yeah. So I was looking at like Miram and stuff. Well, I'm like, you do well, get immediate maybe... value, right? If you gain four life, yeah. this turn, yeah. then you can yeah. cast Asha, then you just get a free yeah. angel, right? So I, could, you, you... I, I could see just taking that off. I think the life yeah. link is kind of necessary though, or else it's and just it's... like a bad. Maelstrom Archangel. It's very, it's very angelic feeling too. We have other angels that have similar well, abilities that have life length, so that she I, couldn't trigger. That she needed be, like a little help well, to trigger. I think she'd it be should a be a four four. 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 It should be a four. Yeah. Uh, that was I my first four, take. Four. Is like four four, mostly for flavor purposes. It yeah. really rubs me the wrong way that it hits for five and gains you five, but you only need four. I wish it was symmetrical. Yeah. It would just feel nicer if it was symmetrical but i think four life is the right number because all those cards you talked about with like uh, gaining four life being kind of an iconic angel thing what do you think about uh the each end step that was the other thing that jumped out at me is like is that busted like is being able to drop four you know bane slayer avison avison like into play every turn cycle it doesn't seem that hard to set up like you play a kenra and really gain five life or you do... angels right well you play a kenra there's so many ways to gain life in magic like it doesn't seem that no, hard no, to gain four so life you need a life gain engine but then you need to be able to cast so it has to be a flash angel no, right, no, you, no, you can just, no, you just no, you can play. It, it gets anything. around timing restrictions. Yeah. It gets around. You can drop in Avacyn during your opponent's turn. It gets around turn. timing restrictions. Oh, um, yeah. Well, maybe it's I don't, too easy. To I don't pop think off. it's that easy to to set it up. I, like, yeah, you could have like a Kenrith on the battlefield, but that's another five mana creature that you need yeah. to start activating on each I opponent's turn. That. I think it's still okay. fine. And, I, think, and, I, I don't know. I think it is kind of easy to to get going. Pre- like, what really? I th- there's mm. there's tons of things that just can like passively gain you life, right? Mm. I mean, you also and then you could also load up your deck with a bunch of soul wardens and then just like make a token at instant speed. <laughs> uh, like 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 there's there's lots of ways. Wait, soul more soul warden is only one <laughs> one life though. You yeah. have to gain right, right, four. But, yeah, but I'm saying if you stack soul wardens, it's not hard. Like there, there's almost enough in these like hmm. between green and white to where you can gain a lot of life pretty easily. I mean, it's right. It, it, it's, <laughs> like if you assemble your five drop and a life gain engine, then sure, win the game. It has to be a specific that, right? one though. Like there, there are cards that are very similar. Like Valkyrie Harbinger and Angelic Accord are two cards that do the same thing. Both of them have the exact same trigger ability. At the beginning of each end step, if you gain four more life this turn, you create a four-four white angel creature token with flying and vigilance. And I've tried to make them good in Commander, but like. So- it's Those really hard to get more. Because you put more. in a 4-4 but... vanilla flyer with Vigilance, or maybe a 3-3, right? But like, what you're really doing with this deck is like, here's Archangel Avacyn, and yeah. then here is Aurelia, and like here yeah. is like a lot of crap that will kill you. Yeah. Right? So you need to be a little more careful with it, but yeah. I think it's still fine. My I mean, question oh. is, is this a sneaky buff to Tribal Tribal? Like, are you <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what Tomer's <laughs> no. really going for. <laughs> I, I wouldn't run it because all my all my changelings are, are are like two drops and stuff. They're not actually very good with that. But yeah, I I would probably drop the ward and make it a four four, and then 
can, if if I could see yeah, like maybe making it not at each end step, but I feel like it it's worth. I I feel like that's kind of the exciting part of the that's, card. But hmm. but four four is like. It's no it's longer like, like a Lyra Dawnbringer right? or something. Like the, the, yeah. the good legendary angels are starting at 5-5, five, five, right? So I think 5-5 five, five is appropriate. So I think the so ward maybe... can come off for sure. <sighs> this is it's a little bit more interactive. Like, wouldn't it feel bad to die to, to like a Baneslayer or a Lyra or something? Like, Shouldn't you be able to tangle with them? <laughs> hmm. yeah. I mean... I... That's I mean, true. Uh... You could drop ward for like maybe first strike menace <laughs> first strike yeah angels are pretty good at protecting themselves too i think that would be my other concern is like the avisins and there's a bunch of other angels that are like why a deathless angel and so forth that just like oh everything has indestructible or whatnot so it seems like it would be pretty easy to protect this and just snowball it but maybe that's fine yeah, i'm shocked I, there's I, not my, a five my... color angel like this we don't have one right like if you want to do five color angels more fun well, no. yeah. that doesn't count. I, was also, right. I was also thinking about making it like Bant and then just not having a five color angel because th- that's what people that's the only thing is like, I asked my friends who really want an angel commander I'm like would it be okay if it was just like a three color angel commander and then you don't have like this is this, this is the go to and nothing else can compare and you you just eat up the design space but everybody kept telling me they want five color like they don't want a three color one they want a five color one so I was yeah. like okay Make it five color. Uh, I'm, I'm five a, color what makes... the heck's a blue angel? Like, come on, get out of here. <laughs> there's blue angels. <laughs> like, there's just keep there's, there's like, red ones. There's, there's like Aurelian stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I, the only thing I would worry about, and I think five color is right, but is it the Erdraken of angels? Is this like the angel oh, commander yeah. to end all angel yes. commanders? So there's yes. no sense in ever printing another one? Well, it's also focused on life gain. So I feel like there are situations where if you want to go like angel tokens, where there's like a lot of... A lot of creatures that make four four angel tokens, for example. There's a design space for that, but I wanted to kind of tap into Maelstrom Archangel, and I wanted yeah. to make it in a very angel angelic way. Like I don't want to just cast any spell from my hand. I want it to be an angel spell. And how do you get the angel spell onto the battlefield? Well, you need to gain life because that is the triggered ability of like Angelic Accord, Valkyrie Hybringer, and stuff like that. Like that's that's what angels do. Is they when you gain X amount of life, then you get a reward, an angelic reward. <clears throat> so. That's what I wasn't going for. Card's super right. cool. We need to keep moving. So we were okay. like, oh, we need Oscar music to get people moving. And we're like, why do we ever need that? We're like so behind <laughs> on <the> podcast. <laughs> not, not for Chilver specifically, but we got we got to up the pace here. So I'm, right. I will go next. This card is for all you boomers out there. So before <laughs> Apple Pay, okay, before Samsung Pay, Google Pay, whatever, before credit cards interact, we used to pay for things. With little pieces of paper and pieces of metal, and we call that cash money. <laughs> and <laughs> the the lowest denomination is a is a is a penny. It's point zero one one cent. Now, if you live in an antiquated country like the United States of America, we still have this, okay? And <laughs> it's not worth anything. Like you have a penny, you can't buy anything with a penny, but you gotta carry it around. And if something is like ninety six cents. And you don't have 96 cents, you pay with a full dollar, you get four cents back. You carry like this giant thing of pennies. And people solve this uh, by adding a little, like a little tray at the convenience store where if you, if you need a single penny, you can take it from there. And if for some reason you got back four pennies, you can just dump your coins there and not carry them in your pockets. Right. And, and this was called the penny tray. 
And I don't know if they still have these, uh, but that was a great invention of humanity. You didn't have to carry around this like this this purse bag thing that uh, I guess Europeans and Canadians carry around still because all your money's coins. You know, you can keep your pockets light by by just offloading to this penny tray. And in in the great Phyrexian invasion of Earth, it turns out that Phyrexians took this technology back to Phyrexia, and I give you the Phyrexian penny tray. Okay, it's a two mana legendary <laughs> oh, artifact. Oh my god, you actually photoshopped this oh, and everything. Yeah, I photoshopped it. Okay, little. it's a penny You're tray, the- and it says all will be one cent <laughs> on it. Okay, with the Phyrexian symbol. Now, as any player loses unspent mana, put that many penny counters on Phyrexian penny tray. At the beginning of each player's end step, put a penny counter on Phyrexian penny tray for each untapped permanent with an activated mana ability that player controls. And then the activated abilities pay two life, remove a penny counter from Phyrexian penny tray, add one colorless mana. Any player may activate this ability once each turn. So essentially, if you have extra mana in your mana Take pool, a penny, leave a penny. you add counters to this. If you try to be smart and keep your lands untapped, your mana dorks, your mana rocks untapped, doesn't matter. We're taking the pennies from you anyway. We stick them on here. And then anyone can pay two life if you're ever short a single mana. Does someone just mana tithe you? Get it from the penny tray. Is yeah. there a Ristic study trigger? Get it from the penny tray. Are you off by one man for any reason? The penny tray is here. <laughs> so it, it punishes people that ramp excessively. You know green players that are like, ramp, ramp, ramp. I have 800 mana, but I like, have no cards in hand. And I just like pass the turn with like 10 unspent mana. It all goes to the penny tray. And the whole table can now uh, use that mana. So this is my solution to green ramp. Like if you ramp, you better use it. And then this is my solution to Seth never paying for Ristic Study. Just take from the penny tray. Yeah, but he's right? not going and to. And if you don't want to get got by a, by, by a mana that tide. That change. Yeah, he's going to be like, I can, use that, I can use that one mana to draw another card, yeah. maybe. So I might what, need it. I might need it for I might something. draw into yeah, a five drop instead of a four drop I might need that penny now. later. So, <laughs> oh, that flavor win for sure. Like, this might yeah. be one of, like, top-down design of a penny tray. Nailed it. Playability though, I, I I don't know if I'm seeing it. Like I- unless I'm misunderstanding it, why would I play this over like Mindstone or any two mana mana rock? Is it is this just a two mana mana rock that's really flavorful, or am I? Is there something more to it than than that? Well, it's like a group hug card, right? Like you well, want to play card. Then, is it yeah. good? I don't know. You're uh, like okay. You in group hug, I play it. It might be good, like, in, like, Belby or something. Like, stuff that, that wants your, like, people to lose life. And then you can feel okay. that for stuff. Because it's like everybody's opting in to lose life. And there you won't draw hate for it. So if you have anything that, like, is enabled off your opponent's losing life, then this could be good, maybe? It's, okay. Okay. it's pinnacle. Like a blood you probably die before this, but if, if you have a mana sink... You can use like this ability every turn and go to zero life. Add one, add one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of so, cool. I think the my my only thing would be like I love the flavor. However, I feel like you could like remove the first two paragraphs and the card would still function the exact same way. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, how do we get penny it has counters? To get counters, right? How do yeah, you get counters yeah but. This? Beginning of each player's end step, put a penny counter on it for each untapped permanent unactivated ability control. So, like, you just 
I think it's gonna add. It's gonna get the counters very quickly. Is what I'm saying. Well, no, because oh, so you're saying just, so. I, I didn't want them. Yeah, I didn't want people out. to to mess with the system, right? So like, yeah. you could just float all your mana and like make it disappear, so you don't add, right? Or you could just yeah. not use any of your mana. Like, don't don't tap anything. No, you can't tap that because then you you lose unspent mana. You put a, you put that many penny counters. Can't yeah, people right, cheat the you, penny you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. use your you would just keep your lands <laughs> untapped and wouldn't use them. And then you would avoid putting penny counters without the second clause. At the beginning of each player's end step, put a penny counter for each untapped permanent with an activate. No, you, you, you. If if you have lands, you either have to spend them for mana, or you, or that's it. They they become pennies, right? Exactly. You can't avoid it. That's right. why you have. That's why you need the two clauses. If you remove one of them, you yeah, can either yeah. tap out and drain your mana pool, or you can just keep all of your permanents untapped. I mean, like, this ensures that the yeah. pennies get put in. Yeah. You, know? you don't want to be that guy that only takes from the penny trade, right? Yeah. You got <laughs> to put some back, right? What? Uh, <laughs> hmm. I wonder if it could be worded in a different way to meet Tomer's concerns. Like, whenever you cast a uh, player casts a spell or something, like, they're they're buying something, and then I get, uh, you get the penny. I wonder if there would be a another way of doing <laughs> it. a player miscounts and pays more mana than they need. <laughs> No, I don't want. I don't Add want more triggers though, because then it slows down the game. Like I just, I want, I like the function, but I don't want to. I mean, gum but up doesn't, the game too much. But when like counting all of your untapped permanents with mana abilities every turn, also like have that effect. I mean, if it was, it's gonna be lands, right? So it's it's like and lands, mana rocks, mana rocks, mana, rocks. mana dorks. Is really, what I want to hit, right? Yeah, you could just you could simplify it to just be lands. It's super. It could, but uh, then, but then but those it, those dirty man. arcade signet yeah. players, the soul ring players, are getting away with it, and like the elf they, ball deck is just need really getting away too. with it. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who gets vandal blasted every single game, I don't get away with it. I promise. No, um, elf decks are definitely the ones that are taking from the penny tray only. <laughs> <laughs> For me, yeah, for me right. this. super. I, I, this is uh, this is the way magic cards should be designed. I think there is no like forced archetype for this there's no like immediate combo i don't know i'll just le- le- yeah. let it into the wild let magic players figure out what to do with it Let's it's weird happens. i think it does something interesting do you i like you, it is this an unset card hmm? would this be unset okay. if it no. weren't if it weren't a penny tray uh like, like <laughs> yeah. you could flavor it in a way that's more like fantasy-ish but like <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. Need to pay for stuff too, too, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it's busted or anything. I think it's a fun card. It will yeah. show up in group hug decks, and it might be showing up in decks that care about life loss. I think I it like should it. be two Phyrexian pips. So four. Wait. Forget one man. Oh, 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 you can pay. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can pay with per, Phyrexian. Per Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I can see that. That's what would be like, fine I, with I, Phyrexian man. I think it, since it's helping yeah. everyone. Yeah, I think it would be yeah. fine. Right. I like it. Super like flavorful. It. But yeah, it. outside of flavor, like, like <laughs> I don't know if I would play the card, but it would be pretty funny. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll be it'll be powercraft by Apple Pay next next season. Okay, <laughs> Apple Pay the card. Okay, we don't need cool. this, and it, uh, entire countries will remove this. I, I think 
Canada doesn't have pennies anymore. I think like Australia doesn't have pennies. Canada, like, a bunch of countries have just removed pennies. We don't have like, pennies, but we nonsense. don't round up yet, though. So that's a little bit annoying. Like, you, Wait, you don't round up? I thought you round like. No. Interesting. I think I, I don't know how. This I'm works. pretty sure. What do you do, do then? You, you don't round up. Where does the I don't. I've never. End up? I don't remember the last time I paid with cash. Uh, I just use a card, like a normal yeah, person. I'm pretty sure you round up. If it's like 98 cents, it becomes a dollar. Okay. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. No? I'd be fine. When you're paying, it becomes that's 91 dollars. That, that's a loony, right? Yeah. Just one loony. Yeah. Round it up for a loony. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, Seth. What do you have for us? Uh, all right. So I tried to save. Uh, to try to solve a really big problem with my first card. Now I'm going to try to solve a much smaller problem, but a problem that has annoyed me for pretty much as long as I've been playing Commander, which is the lack of four-color Commanders. Uh, Wizards print so many Commanders, we don't get four-color Commanders. There's only a handful of them, and most of those are partner pairs. More specifically, it really bothers me that there's this iconic four-color cycle of creatures that really is perfect to be people's commanders but you can't play it as your commander because they were printed before commander was a thing and wizards didn't make them legendary and those are the nephilim the nephilim cycle from ravnica one of the only four color cycles in all of magic there none of them are very good but i think they're some of the cards that people have requested most to have be their commander uh, people have wanted wizards to errata them to be legends specifically so they could play them as their commander So I decided I was going to fix this problem. Uh, And the way I did this is with a card that you can pop up, Richard, called Bodhi, your cult priest. So Bodhi Mm -hmm. is a three mana, zero four colorless legendary human druid. It has an ability that says if Bodhi (laughs) is your commander, you can have another commander that's a non legendary Nephilim that's exactly four colors. We'll wrap around to that in a minute. And then it also has my favorite ability, a Panharmonicon ability. If the ability of a multicolor permanent you control would trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. So uh, if you know the Nephilim, they all have, they're all four color creatures and they all have some sort of triggered ability. One of them, if you deal combat damage, you draw that many cards. Uh, one of them, you cast a spell, it gets counters or return a creature from your graveyard tapped and attacking when it attacks. So they all I have some sort of triggered ability that this will actually double up. So the idea of this card, I, what I wanted it to be, and this didn't really work because of rules baggage, but my initial thought was partner with non-legendary Nephilim. That's what I wanted mm-hmm. that first ability to be. Uh, when I when I tried to do that, uh, Nia took, who was helping with editing and stuff, said there was some rules baggage that partner with means you're like tutoring Nephilim out of your library, and there's some extra stuff, so like wording it in that nice, clean way didn't work. Also, the last line on there is a little clunky. Uh, you may have a commander that's a non-legendary Nephilim that's exactly four colors. This one went back and forth on. Uh, Neotic was also very concerned about changelings. If this didn't say exactly four colors, technically you could play a random changeling as your commander to partner with Bodhi. So the four exactly four color clause is, again. is to try to get rid of the changelings. I don't know if that's actually necessary. Justice uh, and, for changelings. But that's, but that's the idea of this card. Essentially, you can play Bodhi, and if you uh, do play Bodhi, you can also have one of the five Nephilim moves to your commander. Flavor-wise, I also kind of went a little deep with the flavor. Uh, the Yorkal is a group on Ravnica, and Tomer is probably going to tell me how I get this wrong, because I'm not a big flavor guy, but uh, the Yorkal 
actually kind of like awoke the Nephilim. They're this underground mm-hmm. group. Uh, and they awoke the Nephilim. So that kind of works. And Bodhi means, um, awakening is the actual like, uh, meaning of that name. So this is like the priest that awoke the Nephilim and eh, now it's a commander with them. So what do you think of this attempt to, to make Nephilim actually playable as your commander? Are, are Nephilims that they're, good? They're not legendary, right? They're, they're not legendary, they're not but legendary, they're not that good. Like, yeah. They're, yeah like, I would disagree that they're not good. I think they're actually very <laughs> Some of them are very good. Uh, like in, Intruder Nephilim, for those who don't know, it's uh, everything about black, 3-3. Three, three. Whenever a player plays an instant or sorcery spell, if this is the only target, copy the target for each other creature or spell that could target. Each copy targets a different one of those creatures. That's basically Zada. Except now you have access to four colors for Zada. So you cast like a one mana spell that targets a creature and draws you a card. You just like draw okay. the cards. And so draw, like, draw twice Bodhi. as many cards with Bodhi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, so I've, feel- I've, I've seen people play Ink Treader before with like Rule Zero Commander. And that card is just like, it's Zada, but just ten times better because you have access to three more colors of magic and like same thing with like your tiller nephilim uh when an attacks return target creature card from your graveyard to play tapped and attacking like imagine like the the shenanigans of Kalia, except there's no creature restriction it doesn't have to be from your hand so you just like entomb something and immediately attack and it's tapped and attack it's the abyss and tapped and attacking it's, it's so also this is too good? four mana four color two two like it's a four mana yes. four color two two like and you yes, have something in your not, graveyard and i'm I just saying yeah, I'm just saying these cards aren't aren't bad. Okay. They're not actually bad creatures. So like, I don't I don't know if Bodhi needs to buff them any any further. But I mean, really? I'm, I'm happy. People want to play. People want to play Nephilim. I think I think Ink Treader is definitely the strongest of the bunch, and probably would be annoying to play against m- multiple times for sure. Just because it's like Zada on crack. But like, I don't even play Zada because Zada is too strong. So I think that would so, self regulate itself. But so funny yeah. enough. I was talking to Seth earlier today and I was like, 2023 design is so annoying because everything is just Panormonicon. So 2022 <laughs> design was like, everything is Toski, right? You just like slap a tribal card, give it a Toski ability. And now Wizards has decided to just slap Panormonicon and everything. Just double, just double something, right? If anything, anything happens, just double it, right? It'll and be so good. it was like jotting down notes. <laughs> yeah, like, that, oh, was, that, that was my inspiration. Seth comes up with Bodhi, just like literally doubles the Nephilim. <laughs> I mean, Panormonicons are fun. Like the I reason mean, why they keep doing it is people like them. So like I'm totally down with a commander that does that. Does that. Multicolor permanent triggers that triggers another time. I'm fine with that. It's just like I don't think the Nephilim actually need that help. Like they'd surprise you. I think part of the idea of having international ability on there is also to make, like, Nephilim are a niche market. Like, some people really mm-hmm. want them, and some people would build decks around them, given the chance. But I think that to make the card uh, more profitable for wizards, they probably <laughs> want a card that you could stick in the 99 of a multicolor deck, which I think the, mm-hmm. the Panharmonicon ability, like... Yes, the reason it exists is so you can play Nephilim as your commander, but I would also have some decks where I jam this in the 99 to double up my multicolor abilities. I mean, my yeah, uh, that, general Paris Rockerick would auto-include this. Wait, is 4 This is it's a, a weird power <laughs> toughness. Is there any reason behind the 0 four? There is no, no real toughness. I just... It's not about attacking. Maybe it should be like a 1-3... Uh, needed to survive. That doesn't bolt. like attack. You gotta have a survive lightning <laughs> bolt just in case. But no, no, no real reason for the power and toughness. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this I, part I, is just just a generically. I think okay, if I I just ignore the first line of text, I would st- <laughs> I would just play this because it seems cool, right? A multicolored yeah. a permanent just triggers yeah. again. Like it can go in like like Tomer had mentioned is a Rockerick deck or whatever Rokerick. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but yeah, <laughs> like that. Any multicolored deck would love to have this just as a ETB Panharmonicon kind of thing, right? Or a, any kind of ability, yada yada yada. I would just yeah. play it as that, and it's three generic mana, and it sits on the. It's it's even cheaper than Panharmonicon. It's cheaper than Elish Norn. So, it's more restrictive. I think like I would just ignore is. the first part, and I like I like the card for the rest. Like I think a three mana <laughs> Panharmonicon that's restricted to only multicolor is like correct, right? Like I don't know. <clears throat> That seems right. I, I would ignore yeah. the second clause. I think the part you can play Nephilim as your official commander now is pretty cool. And I wonder yeah. how we can apply that to other cards without making it broken. Like I honestly you, like, don't There's like some cards more. you don't want in the command zone. But it'd be cool if you could play Brothers Yamazaki or something. Yeah. Or whatever, right? Like stuff yeah. like that, right? There's, there's cards that people want to play. Or, you know, I want to play Tarmogoyf. That's not broken, <clears> right? But you don't want to let people get access to the broken cards in the command zone. So I, I kind of like this design where you just restrict it to Nephilim. You hose Tomer. He can't tribal tribal this. Again, <laughs> foiled again. <laughs> right? So I, 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 like I, I like that. I like the first clause. It's, and, it's elegant. Uh, and I think I it's something... like both clauses together. Those Nephilim yeah. are scary, uh, man. I, I think maybe we just have very different opinions on Nephilim because when I was reading them, I was like, wow, I think all of these are like pretty bad commanders. But maybe the Zada thing, you, you might have sold me on that one actually being pretty strong. So I would be open to to tweaking that ability if it was necessary. Because I think this is like, like Richard said, if we could crack this, a way to make non-legendary creatures that people really want from the past to be commanders, there are so many applications. If we can figure out like the right wording to make that ability work, partner with would be so perfect if it wasn't already a thing that had issues with it. But that mm-hmm. would be like, it's a, it's very intuitive. Like partner with non-legendary Nephilim would be super intuitive and people would like immediately grasp what it was doing, I think. Yeah. All right. I think it's a cool time this. What do you have? What do you have for us? Okay. So this is <laughs> something that I thought uh, a while back but because, you know, I, okay, there's recently been a spoiler that there's a green red sword. Uh, but, you know, we've we've been always, like, waiting for the, the sword cycle to finish itself, right? And the one I've been always excited to see would be the blue-black one. So, Richard, pull that card up for me, please. It's Sword of Nightmare and Nausea. Okay, so first off, it's as you would expect, a three-mana artifact. Equipped creature has plus two, plus two, and protection from blue and black. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, put two minus one, minus one counters on up to one target creature and exile the top two cards of that player's library. Until end of turn, you may play those cards. If you cast spell this way, you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. This feels very much so like a Demir Sword. Uh, and the name Nightmare, you know, like like fraying off the top of your library, the nausea, the sickness, the minus one, minus one counters. So I think flavorfully it's all there. The artwork is, of course, my boy Yuta Okatsu from Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. And look, and when you like, there's a scene in that anime when his sword lights, like it has this aura, this cursed aura around it, and it's this purplish black aura. And the thing behind him is his curse that follows him around, which is actually his like childhood lover uh, that died. So it's re- it's really it's really depressing, <laughs> but like also at the same time, 
Dude, it's so sick. It like it works perfectly uh when when you think about it from the flavor standpoint of the artwork and what the card does. And I don't know. I mean, I always felt like this is just what a blue black sword would do. I think this card's perfect. Honestly, like it does it does what what I would want uh X and Y sword to do it doesn't overlap with the other black effects in the cycle which is important like it doesn't overlap with the blue it doesn't overlap with the black it does two things that are good in the pairing and i even like the night name sort of nightmare and nausea like nightmare i associate with like ashiok which is the blue black planeswalker like i assume like thoughts and nightmares are like a very demir so no notes perfect yeah, I like, I, I actually like this one a lot too, Grim. I think I think you kind of nailed it. It'll be interesting because I expect we actually get the blue black sword next set. Probably it'll be cool to see how it compares. But the abilities seem fine, like not overpowered, but it seems like it'd be fun. I, I don't know. Would you play this outside of theft decks, or do you see this mostly as like forest steal your opponent's stuff, or do you think you would play this in just a generic equipment deck in Commander? I mean. I like that it has a little... It's essentially what is a shock, but the shock that can slowly build up and take down bigger threats. That, right? And it works so, with, like, proliferate and stuff, which is cool. Right. Some synergies there. can't into the face, so it's balanced. Maybe the exile thing is too red? I don't know. Maybe you can just exile one similar card similar to the red sword I think it's supposed was, to be, like, yeah, a specter. Because it's, yeah, it's your yeah. opponent, so I think it's supposed library. to be, like, a Night Vale specter or something, kind of. What if it yeah. only took one card, but you can you don't have the until end of turn clause? Like, you exile I, one card face that. down, if, and you can play you it If you want to go time. wild, one card, but you cast it for free. Because we've seen some ninjas and stuff do similar effects, yeah. so I bet you could do that, and that would, That's that would be have. a jaw-dropper. That might be too good, but... <laughs> oh. thing, so, that's yeah, what I had before, good. if it connects... You get to play the next spell free, but I thought that was kind of busted. Like, like, I, right? That's kind I, of busted. I like, right? I like keeping yeah. the card. Like, uh, yeah, I like think it's balanced or something. The way it is right now, right? Because oh, the can, doesn't have. You can, you, you can surprise them and keep it yeah. forever. Mm. Right? Yes, that's that's what I like. I like. I think if it's end of turn, then it feels too much of like a red effect. But if you yeah. get to okay. keep the card, but you only got one, so you one don't card two. and you keep it. So it's basically a Gonti. It's it's basically a Gonti. Yeah. Well, you exile if, face down, so your opponent doesn't know their yeah. Cauldra piece is missing. Right? Like I think that that is like very key to this, right? Because when you exile never, face yeah. up, they're like, ah, oh, okay, right. What if you never playing against got Graham? to look at the top two? And then you keep one of them permanently exiled. So you kind of choose. So it's not like yeah. just some random garbage off the top. Unless you're unlucky and it's like two lands. You know what I mean? Like then it's okay. Yeah. Unlucky. But whatever. Because I, I like the idea of giving yourself options. I think, I think that's two. still. I don't think that would be too powerful. I think if you can okay. choose one. Dope. I mean, yeah. Like I just. I've been wanting the blue black sword for a while. And this just feels pretty much how I'd imagine a blue black sword being. Yeah, the flavor is really I, I good. I thought Krim would uh, make like a, a counterbalance or something. <laughs> yeah. You get a nah. token. Like, you, get somebody, you, get a, you get like a counterbalance <laughs> token that like is one use or something like that. Yeah. For, force a will with a mana drain ability attached somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfect. I think it complements the the closest analog is the fire and ice, but the two damage is more versatile on fire and ice than the negative one, negative one. Although this one lets you kill bigger things, as you said. And then the other ability, like if you got to get one card off your opponent, I think that's balanced from the just draw a card immediately. And I think that's good. Um, and then you get that selection of seeing two cards. I think that's that's fair. I don't know. I like it a lot. You, you can, what if you split the counters, too? 
So you, you mm. put two counters on one target creature. What if it's any number of targets? I'm down. I, I don't think that'd be yeah. too broken. Up to that'd one. Oh, yeah, I mean, on any number of targets. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, up to any, because then that would be the nausea part. So yeah, you know what? That'd be better for two mana dorks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could pick off some mana dorks, and yeah, I, I, I like that as well. That would be pretty rad, actually. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Right. Uh, cool. I designed a bad. I've tried. Like, the thing is, like, most of my cards, I've been worried. It's just, like, if I went too hard on some of them, like, you're, like, too wild. So I really dialed them all back. Like, I, I think this is the. Wizards could actually print this in the next set, and, like, no one would. No. Yeah. Just steal this card. And then... <laughs> yeah. Like, it seems like a very normal card that Wizards would print. Yeah. Except the the Jujutsu Kaisen art. They have the art, but put an Ash Shock on <laughs> no, there. No, but that's <laughs> that's the secret layer bonus. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. A... The secret layer with Jujutsu Kaisen. It's it's gonna be a whole thing. I'm hoping. <laughs> you know. All right, last card, Tomer. All right, what do you have for us. So the Asher one was the crowd pleaser, play it safe, and this one is the exact opposite. This is risky, and you're probably gonna rustle a lot of Jimmys, and probably will have an article about it. And I, I, I just, I'm here for this is the this is the one where the no what's no publicity is bad publicity. This is that that style of tactic Uh-oh. with this card. So we're right. we're in Phyrexia. All will be one. All your favorite planeswalkers are being completed. So I thought, you know, it'd be great. What if we actually could complete uh, planeswalkers in the game of Commander? What if we could complete opposing players? So Richard, bring it up. Bring up the card. It is marked for completion. This is a it's three mana. Life over. <laughs> I wasn't as creative as you. As I wasn't pulling out the Photoshop. All right, there were some precons that needed to be upgraded. Okay, so I was focusing on that. This is marked for completion. Ignore, ignore the similarities here. Two and a black for an enchantment aura. Enchant player. Enchanted player can't lose the game for having 10 or more poison counters. At the beginning of Enchanted player's upkeep, if they are your opponent, they get a poison counter. Then, if they have 10 or more poison counters, that may, may that player may join your team. If they don't join your team, you sacrifice mark for completion. So basically, I, the idea I like is... the reminder text, by the way. Uh, the common rules configured. Uh, yeah, because uh, the other was like, do you want to be like battle bond teams or do you want them to stay in their same like spot in the table? How will that all work? I'm like, oh, I'm just figuring it out later. But anyway, the idea of this deck, this card is it, it doesn't really do too much upfront. It just et each upkeep it will put a poison counter. But if you do poison somebody out. Then on their next upkeep, if they still have this aura on them, they can choose. Are they going to die? <laughs> are they going to die to the poison? They sacrifice it and they, and they are no longer immune to poison. They just die. Or they can join your team. They are completed. They have 10 or more poison encounters on them. They are Phyrexianized and they, they work uh, on your side of the battlefield. Of course, they can die in any in given time. If somebody disenchants this aura, they they die to poison. It's over for them. But you're giving them a shot at staying staying around, sticking with you on the on the winning team. And I thought this is like obviously brand new ground. Uh, it has uh, a lot of negative potential and possibly positive potential. But also, I'm going for the flavor, baby. You're completing planeswalkers with this. We're planeswalkers. The flavor is so good, but what is? I don't know what join your team means in practice. I'm trying to envision what this actually. 
Well, myself. then you're not dead, and maybe you draw leeches and get your poison counters <laughs> off. <laughs> and just oh, wait, yeah. Cure yourself from completion. <laughs> Why wouldn't right? they just backstab you after all? Of no, that? join your team means you're you're uh, you you win the game if either of you win the game. Uh, so oh, so you would still have a chance to win. But yes. what would this look like? Like, do you tell them what cards to play? Do you see their hand? No, no, like, no. They're they're uh, they're an ally. Like you know, in Battle Bond, where it says like you you and uh, like you can help, you can put a, a counter on any creature on your team. Like you are now a teammate. Whatever that definition of teammates would be in Battle Bond or whatever. So you could you could do it battle bond style where you share the same turn where like on my turn both of you work together and you can at- you attack on the same turn you defend the, uh, together and all that stuff like that or you could just make it more simple where it's just like you are now you continue playing the game at, on your at your seat and everything but we are we now share the same goal if we if either of us win the game we both win the game. This is a rules nightmare. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hence the, the reminder text. I but, don't know. I don't know if it's printable because of that. <laughs> you know what's I, funny? I don't know if I ever want to join your team. Like, I, I feel... <laughs> you'd rather just... Wow, I feel like... Dude. Given the I choice, like you should just, team up wow, dude. and kill everyone. And then you, you like, battle it. It's like Gladiator or something. You battle at the end, right? Like, no, maybe you're there's no end. There's no battling at the end. If, if, if your opponents are dead, then both of you win the game. But did, did you really win? Like, if you if you actually play the game, you're like, I didn't actually win. Like, what do you mean? We ganged up and beat everyone up, and like, there's two of us. Like, I don't yeah, know you have I to be You have to be completed. Hmm. You have to be completed See, first. You need to have ten counters on you. I feel I mean, like there was a way to a uncomplete yourself and like steal victory. It would be a lot more interesting. Like, if you could remove the counters, then you can disenchant it at any time. Yeah, yeah, but. Aside from actual leeches, like, you can't <laughs> actually do this, right? Uh, you see, funny, what's, what's, what's this. funny about this one, Tomer, is I, I was thinking about a card similar to some kind of, like, completion act, but mine would be just, they, like, I think this could be, like, it, without being a rules nightmare, it, sh- it could be something just, like, enchant, like, it's an enchantment for you, and if you would die, resell your, reset your health total to, like, or, or would lose the game, reset your health total to one, zero out commander damage, and like, just set your health total to ten, and you can spend, uh, you can pay for all your spells as if they were Phyrexian mana. Ooh. And then it would be that way. It's like, like an emblem. Yeah. Well, the enchantment essentially makes it so that you're reborn as a Phyrexian, and you can pay <laughs> for all your spells as Phyrexian mana. So and you would you race to kill yourself, basically. You, yeah, and then kind well, of. but then you would reset your health total to ten. So yes. then you would just essentially die if you sp- if you go to her you essentially get to do maybe one more spell or something like that for funsies because hmm. this seems like a rules nightmare this is hard <laughs> to keep track oh, the problem yeah. with this card is you want to be completed right like essentially if you're completed you do get you? to 2v1 or two you know oh. team up and take on the table so there it's like you're not trying to avoid poison you're not seeing this as a negative in any way right well, you're like please complete me right so then we'll team up and we can take the victory right you well, complete me it's not that simple because if no? if you get your your simple disenchant away from dying, as soon as the aura is gone, you die yeah, to yeah, poison. Yeah. So you're, you're, so you're like on, you're dying. hanging by a thread at that point. As soon as somebody gets rid of the aura, you're gone. So would you die too? 
the person who controlled the aura because you're on a no. team now and if you win together yeah. you win together oh wait yeah do you lose together no <laughs> wow, I, I didn't think that through i was okay. just thinking like you're on you're on you're on a team like if if one of you wins you both win i would say no you would just like if one of your teammates dies you can still go like Is you don't it? share a life total or anything this is one of those cards where I love the flavor. I love what it's trying to do, but I don't know if the rules could make it work. Like, I, I yeah. don't know. Could it, I don't know if it could actually... I'm not good at the rules, so I, I don't know. I'd have to ask a rules expert, but I'm very curious if there is a way that it could work under the rules. I would make the rules. <laughs> I am the, the part of... Way. I am the designer now. I will make the rules work for me. This, this, this card is, is not for my three IQ. I can't, I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do think that flavor-wise, it's great. Yeah, I love that you literally just use Phyrexian yeah. Unlife on top of that. I yeah, love I, that. I wasn't playing safe with this one. I was just like, it's going to be a nightmare. Figure it out. What, what, what if you complete everybody? Then you all win. <laughs> what, what then if you, you all win? It's a draw. <laughs> Is it a draw Wait. or did everyone win? Wouldn't that be the biggest flavor <laughs> win for Phyrexian? You make all be one? Yeah, should oh, shouldn't yeah. you be the winner only because you're the one that controls the enchantment? I don't know. It's like, <laughs> no man, I don't know. they're your team now. So your win is their win, and their win is your win. I also so wonder. It's beautiful. I wonder if there could be a way to do this with oil counters too, since that also kind of fits the oh, flavor. It would probably be a very yeah. different card. But now that we've seen more of Fraxia, the oil counter thing kind of could also somehow play into it flavorfully i'm not sure how mm -hmm. but yeah i was going for poison just because then like if they don't join you or if it gets removed then they're dead done yeah it also has some value outside of this like if it if you don't complete somebody with this it does literally nothing but at the very least on their upkeep they get one poison counter which means you have like you can at least go for corrupted or something yeah, I, I feel like you could you can achieve this without the rules nightmare by just having like a zero mana ability on this to remove this, like destroy this permanent, so that they ha you just tell them politically you have to do what I want, otherwise I lose. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm right? gonna blow it up. And then, and, then, and then you can get this like teammate that you control without having to like rewrite the entire rule book. But then why so. would they? Why would they cooperate with you? Because they get to play more. So they don't get the victory. They get, they get to play more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, but this one, yo, you get to play I, more. Yeah, I guess You can target true. me that's all true. day you long You can win that. the game. You can, that's you can true. still win the game, buddy. You just have to be on my team. That's and if true. you say that's no, true. well, that's too bad. Now, now I have to sacrifice as soon as you die to poison. <laughs> okay. So those are our cards. Those are our entries into <laughs> the great designer search. Hasbro, hire us, please. We will fix magic for you. So, viewers, <laughs> listeners, subscribers, we will leave a link uh, to the show notes, and in the show notes, you can vote. There will be a poll for each of the uh, for each of the four categories. The eight cards will be there. You vote who the winner is for each category. Uh, if you need some clarification. Too bad. Just make it up. We don't <laughs> if the rules don't quite work out, eh, just make it up. It's fine. Right? Figure it out. <laughs> you decide how the cards work. This is how they're printed. Uh, rule zero, anything you need in. And then the winner will get lots of fake internet points. And we'll see who designed the best cards. And maybe, maybe Hasbro will actually take our cards. What does the best maybe mean, we'll... though? The best is subjective. Like, <laughs> oh, man. That's so... Whatever. Figure it out. <laughs> just, 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 just give out your fake internet points and we'll figure it out, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so until next time, everyone. See ya. See ya.